Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Make sure you go subscribe to Locked On Longhorns, the YouTube channel, where we'll be posting episodes, full episodes coming soon and exclusive content. we got a couple of videos up already, so go check out Locked On Longhorns on the YouTube channel. Subscribe, share, and support. This episode today is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, we'll be recapping the dominant win by Texas over Iowa State on Saturday. A tough matchup as a top 10 Kansas team who looks like one of the best teams in the nation right now comes to Austin, Texas and plays Texas in the Irwin Center tonight. And two Longhorns participated in the Senior Bowl on Saturday in their quest to eventually play on Sundays in the National Football League. We'll get into that a little bit later. So I have to say, you know, it's funny being on social media, being a fan during these games, and you kind of see the roller coaster that I go through as the host of the podcast and as a Longhorn fan. And then you see other Longhorn fans on Twitter. And so, you know, Texas and some of these games, they come out hot. And, and then you see the fans, they're like, you know, you know, this is what we wanted to see. This is what we didn't see against Texas Tech. Why can't we do this every game? You know, and then Iowa State goes on a little bit of run. They, you know, they play defense. They, they make the game close. And then it's like, oh, here we go again. You know, we start talking about the floor of this Texas team and, you know, how disappointing the offense is and all of these different things. I, I think it's funny. I understand it. Uh, but then Texas put all that to rest as they came out in the second half and outscored Iowa State 38-18, to 18, holding Iowa State to 41 points, their lowest point total since 1962. I was born in 1993. 1962 was a long time ago. And I thought, you know, Texas, obviously that was a tough loss to Texas Tech their last time out, a tough loss because you want to get that win for Chris Beard and then just everything surrounding that game uh, with the hostile environment, the fans, then meeting them at the bus on Monday night. Uh, there's been some, you know, rumblings about, you know, some some tension between Mark Adams and Chris Beard. You know, maybe, you know, Texas and the basketball program feeling like uh, Texas Tech incited uh, uh, some of the things that we saw in that game. But nonetheless, Texas Tech came out. They were a more aggressive team. They won the game. And I thought Texas did a good job. And Andrew Jones mentioned this after the game, who had 14 points on four made threes. He was one of the biggest keys to them winning this game. But he came out and talked about it. He said, you know, we weren't aggressive in that game against Texas Tech. We weren't the aggressor, and we weren't going to let that happen again. And so we came out, especially in the second half. You know, this was a close game. I thought Chris Beard, uh, he called a very, you know, timely timeout, and they went on a 5-0 run to close the first half. And then they came out, went on a 15-0 run. Like I said, outscored uh, Iowa State 38-18 to in the second half. And, you know, the key was to them being aggressive. We know what they're able to do on the defensive end. They held Iowa State to 29% shooting. And it's almost like, you know, that sounds crazy, like 29%. Uh, but we've seen Texas do that a lot this season. Um, they, they just really get in your face and, and force you to make tough decisions on the offensive end. They force a lot of hesitancy on the offensive end. But where the fans have been a little disappointed and where I think the team hasn't really reached its full potential yet is Texas has showed a lot of hesitancy on the offensive end at times. And, you know, I thought the broadcasters did a really good job on the Longhorn Network uh, bringing up this point that, you know, sometimes coaches can get too cute. 
And and sometimes we rely so much on, you know, schemes and 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 drawing up plays and and ball movement and all of that. But you have to look at results over the process. And if the process, if the or if the results, well, excuse me, if the process doesn't lead to buckets, if the process doesn't lead to made shots, if the process leads to you, you know, holding the ball into the end of the shot clock and, and forcing up tough jumpers or four shots, that's what the defense wants you to do. And so I thought that, you know, we talked about before how Texas a lot of times will try to pass up good shots for great shots. And in most instances, that's what you should do. They're a really good passing team. But sometimes basketball can just be as simple as getting your best players the ball, getting out of their way, and and letting them make shots. And I thought they did that. I thought they found the perfect balance between, you know, setting up plays in the half court, getting good ball movement, getting good movement off ball screens. Uh, we saw Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey who combined for six threes, um, really just off ball movement. And then Marcus Carr, who I thought this was one of his best games in the Texas program, uh, probably wasn't his highest scoring output. He had 14 points and eight assists. But a lot of times we see him leading the offense, you know, maybe being not aggressive enough. And like we saw in his time uh, with Minnesota, when you have so many talented players on this team, he's, he's really focused on uh, trying to be a facilitator, trying to let everybody eat before he eats himself. And I thought he did, you know, found the perfect balance of leading the team in shot attempts, scoring 14 points while also having eight assists and five rebounds. So it was just a really good game by Marcus Carr. But it, it comes down to that 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 aggressiveness on the offensive end. They scored 24 points off of Iowa State turnovers, you know. So they got out and ran, really put the pressure on Iowa State offensively and defensively, and, and that led to them scoring 38 in the second half. If you were able to project that over a full game, that would be 76 points. And Texas has yet to score 76 points against a Power 5 opponent this year or Gonzaga, who was a ranked team. I am nitpicking a little bit. I have to admit, you know, they scored 74 points a few times, but that's not 76. You know, and the more points you score, the better chance you have uh, to win. So this would have been their highest scoring output if they would be able to match uh, what they did in the second half. And speaking of that second half, Chris Beard knew how important it was, saying it doesn't matter who our opponent is. When we play like we played in the second half, we can play with anybody in the country. And I think he's absolutely right. So just a great win. I don't know if it, you know, eliminates the taste out of your mouth over that Texas Tech loss. But at the end of the day, you have to play who's on the schedule. They played who's next. Four of their next five games were against ranked opponents. That's now three out of the next four. Of course, Kansas tonight, who we'll talk about in a little bit, who just thoroughly dominated. I mean, they just ran Baylor off the court. Um, dog walk Baylor, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, they have to play Texas Tech again. They have to play that Baylor team. And then they're going to have to play Oklahoma. And, you know, in the Red River rivalry, as we've seen as Longhorn fans, anything can happen. And that's an Oklahoma team that competes. Every team in the Big 12 competes. There's no easy night. So, you know, even though Texas will be favored in that game, anything can happen. So, you know, I just thought the biggest key is where they continue to, to show that defensive intensity. I mean, when you're holding a team to 29% from the field, 13% from the floor, you're not, you're not going to win a lot of games, if any games like that. You know, Texas was able to shoot 40% from the three, and they're putting up more three-point attempts. You know, that's the problem is that this Texas team is very efficient on offense. That's not the issue. The issue is they don't get up enough shot attempts. And so you see when they get the shot attempts, they're able to score a lot more on the offensive end. And I just thought their best players made plays. I thought Andrew Jones came out and, and he hit a lot of shots. I thought Marcus Carr came out and, you know, he was aggressive, not only finding, you know, setting up teammates and, and getting easy buckets for them, but also going out there and, and taking 12 shot attempts, showing that he's one of the best players um, on this team, one of the best offensive players. And, you know, sometimes they need an alpha. And I thought Marcus Carr 
and Andrew Jones uh, did a good job of coming out in this game and, and being alpha. So we'll talk a little bit coming up in the podcast next about the Kansas game. I'll preview uh, what's going to happen in that game. I will not make a prediction. The last time I come on here and said Texas was going to win 61 to 57 against Texas Tech. I knew very uh, early into that game that I was going to be wrong, and I hate being wrong in front of y'all, Longhorn Nation. And then the Longhorn fan in me will not allow me to say Kansas will win this game. So I'll just give you the keys if Texas has a chance uh, to beat Kansas tonight in the Irwin Center, uh, a top-10 team. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in Los Angeles all week covering the big game. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. I don't know who's going to win at this point. I wouldn't be mad if either team won, but I will say, Longhorns fans, if you're impartial, if you don't know who to root for, I'm going to have to lean towards the Cincinnati Bengals and, and Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, and I say that, because there are two Longhorns on the Cincinnati Bengals roster. There are no Longhorns on the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams roster. Excuse me. So, you know, if you're looking for somebody to root for, if you need a tipping point, let that be it, that there are two former University of Texas football players on the Cincinnati Bengals roster. So tonight we have one of the best games, should be one of the best games of the college basketball season, a juggernaut matchup between Texas and Kansas. And at first, before we get into that match, so we just have to talk a little bit about what Kansas did to the defending national champion Baylor Bears on Saturday night. My goodness. I mean, when when they when they when they played Baylor, I mean, two minutes into the game, it was over. They thoroughly dominated them offensively, defensively. They got out and running. I mean, they looked like the Showtime Lakers at times. I mean, they were the passes they were making, uh, the alley oops. Of course, they were at home, so the crowd was electric. But, you know, they won that game by 24 points. They were up by 34 at one point. 24 does not do that. If you watch that game, 24 points does not do what Kansas did to Baylor Justice. That's a game that they could have won by 40 points if they really wanted to win and if they stayed on the gas the whole time. And we know in these basketball games, when you're up by, you know, 20, 30 points, it's just natural for you to kind of let your foot off the gas. And Baylor's a good team, so they were able to make some shots in the second half. But they held Baylor's leading scorer, James Okinjo, to – zero points on 0 for 11 shooting. So that just tells you uh, the type of defense they were playing. I talked about how Texas held Iowa State uh, to 29% shooting. Well, Kansas did that to a Baylor team. And outside of Ames, Iowa, you're not going to find too many people that think that Iowa State um, is even in the same class as Baylor. So uh, Kansas thoroughly dominated them, and, and it sets up for a really big matchup tonight in Austin, Texas at the Irwin Center. And once again, I'm not going to come out here and say that Texas is going to win the game. Also, I'm not going to come out here and say that Kansas is going to win the game. What I will say is Texas has a chance to win this game. Like Chris Beard said, when they play like they did in the second half, they can beat anybody. And, you know, we as Longhorns fans were really excited about what they were able to do in the second half, scoring 38 points, uh, winning that game. 
you know, 63 to 41, winning by 22, uh, outscoring them by 20 in the second half. But this is a Kansas team that on top of what they did defensively, they scored 39 in the first half and then followed that up with 44 in the second half. So, you know, defense, good offense is always going to be good defense in Texas. Of course, it's going to have to rely on the defense that they played all season. But we know the defense is going to show up uh, for the most part. But this is a really talented Kansas team, one of the most talented teams in the nation, a legit Final Four and national championship contender this year, uh, really athletic, just one of the best teams in the country right now, if not the best team in the nation. Duke looked really good on Saturday. Uh, and Chet Holmgren and Gonzaga dominated BYU. They looked amazing. But Kansas definitely is up there on that list of teams that could win the national championship this year. And I think if Texas wants to make any noise uh, in the Big 12 Conference Championship uh, tournament and, you know, the NCAA Final Four tournament, it starts tonight. You know, they have three of their next four games are against ranked opponents. They took care. It was four or five. They took care of Iowa State. And, you know, Iowa State didn't put their best foot forward. uh, But that doesn't matter to Texas. At the end of the day, you have to beat who's on your schedule. And they did that. Uh, But this is this is going to be a tougher test. This is this is going to be one of those games where UT is going to have to operate on all cylinders on the offensive and defensive ends. Um, and, and it just goes back to, you know, what we talked about on the last segment, like the broadcaster said, um, you're going to have to find that balance. Of course, they're going to have to continue to, to pass the ball, uh, pass up good shots for great shots, get, you know, some buckets in the half court, execute offensively. They're going to have to get to the free throw line more than eight times like they did against Iowa State. And we've seen the last couple of games, they made either 50% or less than 50% of their free throws. That is definitely not going to cut it against this Kansas team. So they're going to have to get to the free throw line a little bit more. I thought they did a good job, a better job of getting out and running against Iowa State. You're going to have to do that against Kansas, put some pressure on their athletes, put some pressure on the defense. Um, And then one of the players in burnt orange tonight is going to have to be the best player on the court for them to have a chance to win. Um, Whether that be Marcus Carr, like I said, I thought his game against Iowa State on Saturday was one of his best games of the season. And when he was able to go out there and find um, kind of that good mix between being the playmaker on the team, uh, setting up all his teammates with eight assists and then leading the team in shot attempts. He's going to have to be a superstar. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, Timmy Allen, uh, one, it may take two, it may take three. You know, it may take all five starters and double figures. It may take uh, somebody coming off the bench like Trey Bishop or Courtney, Trey Mitchell or Courtney Bishop um, being the X factor. It's going to take, you know, one of those type of efforts where we look up and say, okay, this is uh, the reason that they won this game. And so they're very capable of competing with this Kansas team. They're very capable of beating this Kansas team, especially at home. Longhorn Nation, if you will be in the Irwin Center tonight, make it loud, make it hostile, make it tough uh, for Kansas. Um, you know, and Kansas is going to be favored, and rightfully so. They've earned it. You know, they're one of the best teams in the country. But Texas definitely has a path to victory. I will not allow the Longhorns to embarrass me on this podcast once again. You know, as much as I'm a Longhorn fan, I favor being right, you know, <laughs> over being a fan. So, you know, I, I last time I said that they were going to win, uh, they had me with my head in my lap, you know, looking sad. I was out at the bar at first watching the first half. Uh, and, I, you know, I, 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 did, <laughs> I had to go home, you know. And then when I went home in the second half, I didn't have much to say after that. So hopefully tonight um, it'll, it'll be a little more uh, enthusiastic for me and the Longhorn Nation in Irwin Center and for Chris Beard and the Texas men's basketball program. And I tell you what, if, if, if UT pulls off, you know, it's going to be an upset. Last time I said in air quotes upset against Texas Tech, this will be a real upset. I, I don't have the air quotes on, on this one, but if we come out tonight and, and beat Kansas, boy, will I come on this podcast tomorrow and be full of energy. I'm going to be reading my ads. Like you've never heard the ads before. I'm going to be, 
you know, acting a whole fool, an entire fool, if Texas is able to, to pull off the upsets on that against Kansas. So Longhorn Nation, make sure you tune in and support your basketball team. This is probably the biggest game of the year for them so far. And, you know, with the way the schedule sets up, you know, Texas has the toughest schedule left of any ranked team. And it starts tonight against one of their best teams in the nation in Kansas. Coming up next on the podcast, we'll talk about Josh Thompson and Dicker the Kicker, Cameron Dicker, who went to the Senior Bowl to help increase their draft stocks as they look to eventually play in the National Football League on Sundays. Subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube, where we'll be posting exclusive content and full podcast episodes every day on the YouTube channel coming soon. We already got a couple of videos up. Go subscribe, share, like, comment, tell me what you think. Subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Well, usually, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs include 100% real chocolate. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm. They are all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Longhorn Nation. So we saw two Longhorns, former Longhorns, participate in the Senior Bowl. And the Senior Bowl is set up uh, for players with, you know, who no longer have college football eligibility, some of the best players in the country, uh, to have a chance to compete against some of the other, you know, top seniors in the nation and increase their draft stock. Um, The teams are coached uh, by NFL coaches and coaching staffs. Of course, you know, usually every NFL team is there represented uh, to see some of the top you know, draft prospects in the country uh, come out and play one last time. And we had two prospects, Josh Thompson and Cameron Dicker, who were invited to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Cameron Dicker, he missed a field goal from 48 yards. He did make one from 38 yards, and he made an extra point. They were on the losing end of the game. Um, and then Josh Thompson was able to get in um, on defense and, and, and make some plays. And before I get into that, I, I want to sing my condolences, and I'm asking Longhorn Nation to send their condolences as well uh, to Josh Thompson. I saw on Twitter uh, that he lost his grandmother either the day or a couple of days before uh, the senior bowl. And I know that was tough uh, with everything he was getting ready for, you know, just focusing on the draft and putting his best foot forward in the senior bowl uh, to have to deal with the loss of, of one of the more important people to him. So once again, I'm just sending my condolences and, and Longhorn Nation. I ask um, that you keep him and his family uh, in your prayers moving forward. So Josh Thompson in his time, um, as a def- defensive back at the University of Texas. He played in 45 games for the Longhorns uh, with 22 starts, 109 tackles, and two interceptions. Just a really solid player um, in the back end for us. 
And then, you know, Dicker the Kicker, who may be a little more famous, Dicker the Punter, that's not as sexy, uh, but he played both. He made first team all Big 12 as a punter. He made 60 field goals in his time at the University of Texas, more than any kicker in program history. And of course, that includes probably the best kicker of all time, future Hall of Famer, Baltimore Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker. And we all remember Longhorn Nation, Burnt Orange Nation. In the Red River rivalry, his freshman year in 2018, his most notable moment came when he kicked the game-winning field goal to beat number seven ranked Oklahoma. Now, from everything I'm seeing, it looks like both players had a strong week of practice. Um, you know, they weren't one of the, you know, 10 to 15 standouts that they list, uh, you know, some of the best players, you know, that may have increased their draft stock uh, during the senior bowl week. But they definitely had a good week and then, you know, semi-strong showings in the actual game uh, as they look uh, to move forward and, and play on Sundays as they, you know, made so many contributions to the Texas Longhorn football program. We're hoping that they both are able to land on NFL teams, whether it's in the draft or free agency, um, and, and be able to contribute uh, to the NFL um, and and just can continue uh, to, you know, show the pedigree, the pedigree of this Texas Longhorn football program. So um, a big congrats uh, to to Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker, Dicker the punter, just uh, Dicker the special teamer, um, and Josh Thompson, uh, defensive back from University of Texas. It was it was really good to to be able to see. Uh, Bevo, you know, the Longhorns on the helmet in the senior bowl, and they both represented uh, the program well, as they did for the last uh, four years at the University of Texas. So thank you uh, to Josh Thompson and Cameron Dicker for everything they did for the University of Texas, and best of luck in your future endeavors, whether that be playing on Sundays in the NFL or just whatever um, is next for both of you. I know that both of you will continue to do big things. Coming up on the podcast tomorrow, we will talk about the juggernaut matchup tonight. I'll be full of energy tomorrow, but if Texas wins, I'll have a little more energy. Like I said, I might be knocking the mic over. I might have to get on video. I might scream. I might yell. I might do all of that. You know, so we'll recap that tomorrow on the podcast. Thank you as always for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. If you need any ideas for your second listen, make that Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on the YouTube channel where we'll be posting exclusive content. And once again, full episodes will be on the YouTube coming soon on a daily basis. As always, Longhorns Nation, thank you. Peace.